0: Welcome to First Mover, your place for the earliest look at every DFS slate. I'm your host, Dario Ofstein, and today's show is brought to you by Underdog. And of course, we are going to be diving into the week seven main slate here. We've got four teams on a buy, so we've only got 11 games on this main slate. We're going to be talking about some hits and misses from last week, some of that early value that I'm spawning. Of course, loss is going to change over the course of the week. We're going to be seeing a lot more analysis coming in on these matchups over the course of these next few days. But as always, I'm here to provide that early, early look. And we're going to be looking at these DFS values on DraftKings and on FanDuel, looking at this slate as a whole, thinking about which games are going to be potentially interesting to stack. And then, of course, you're going to hear a word from our sponsor, Underdog, about what they're doing in season and what they have to offer in terms of just all their great different competitions that we love to see and get into. So let's let's get right into it. I like to start off this show with just looking at some hits and misses from the week before. Obviously, lots changes between Monday and Sunday, but it's always nice to see that we got some things right and there's always going to be some things we got wrong So for example, last week I did point you guys in the direction of Alan Lazard, who had a very solid breakout game. I think he had nine targets and found the end zone. So very good game for Alan Lazard. He was a pretty solid value on FanDuel last week. Gabe Davis once again found the end zone against the Chiefs. Obviously didn't have a 200 yard four touchdown game again, but still very much paid off his price point this week. And then two guys that I was very happy to see hit that we were touting in the offseason that have been, you know, just a couple running backs with different situations so far this year. Brees Hall, his takeover continues to smash. He hit another 20 point PPR day, hit his first 100 yards rushing of his career. And then Travis Etienne hit 100 yards from scrimmage and he's starting to look like the more explosive back in the Jacksonville backfield. He didn't find the end zone yesterday, which kept it from being an absolute smash game. But as far as usage and as far as his skill on the field looking, I mean, 86 yards rushing, 22 yards through the air and very encouraging game for Travis Etienne after, you know, all the early disappointments that we were feeling. So very good to see that from Etienne. A couple misses from last week, basically all the Seahawks and Cardinals stacks. I mean, we talked about that game on the Stack Fest. I talked about Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett as huge values on Monday. Unfortunately, that did not pan out as we expected. Lots of field goals in that game. No touchdowns for Geno Smith happens to the best of us. And then Jeff Wilson is another guy who I highlighted on Monday last week, but just the game script really got out of hand for the 49ers. And in now we know, you know, in a game that the 49ers look like they will be trailing which this is this is foreshadowing in case you guys can't tell in in games that the 49ers don't have as favorable of game scripts. It is slightly riskier to play, of course, any of their running backs. But Jeff Wilson is particularly game script dependent right now. So we will definitely be keeping an eye on that. And I think that will affect his role this week. And so that's just a few, you know, hits and misses from last week. I always like to cover that. And now let's dive into teams that are going to be on the main slate this week. We have week seven of the NFL season. It's really flying by. So we got four teams on a bye this week. So no Bills, no Rams, no Vikings, and no Eagles on this slate on this entire week. Um, lots of, you know, offenses with pieces that we like to play. That's, you know, no Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, lots of guys who we like to play in fantasy are not going to be on the slate this week. But we do have these 11 games right here. It's the Falcons at the Bengals. Bengals are going to be six point favorites with a 47 and a half over under. The Lions are at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are seven point favorites with a 48 point game total. That should be the return for Dak Prescott. So very exciting to play, you know, some Dak Prescott stacks on the Cowboys this weekend against the Lions defense. Hopefully we'll see him get a full week of practice in. We've got the Colts playing at the Titans. Titans favored by two and a half over under 42 and a half. Very intense division rivalry there. The Colts surprisingly pulled out a win against the Jaguars yesterday. And then we get the Packers at the Commanders. Packers are five and a half point favorites there. Vegas seemingly has a whole lot of respect for the Packers still, despite how they've looked the last couple weeks. 41 point game total there. So not too much expected of both offenses in that game. The Buccaneers are 10 and point favorites at Carolina. That game has a 40 and a half over under another potential blowout spot against Carolina. But we saw the Buccaneers blow a big game they were favored by yesterday. So anything can happen. The Giants are playing at the Jaguars and the Jaguars are three point favorites. Not very often you see a five in one team um, as a road underdog to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then you got the Browns playing the Ravens in Baltimore. The Ravens are six and a half point favorites. Game total there is 46 and a half. The Jets play at the Broncos. Broncos are favored by three, 42 and a half point game total. The Texans are playing at the Raiders. Raiders are favored by seven, 45 and a half point game total. And then the Seahawks are playing at the Chargers. This game has the highest over under on the slate at 52. And the Chargers are seven point favorites. So potentially another big spot for some Seahawks stacks. Some Chargers stacks should be fun to play this week. And then the last game on the main slate is the Chiefs at the 49ers. Chiefs are three-point favorites. There is a 48-point game total on that one. So lots of interesting matchups on this slate. The four that stand out to me off the jump are, like I said, Chargers-Seahawks, highest game total. Chiefs-49ers has the second highest game total. And we saw last week that the 49ers defense, those injuries are really catching up to them. And if the Falcons were able to punish them, I mean, you have to really be afraid of what the Chiefs might be able to do to them. The Lions and the Cowboys has also a 48-point game total. And like I said, Dak Prescott's return with how bad the Lions defense has been should present an interesting matchup. Although I you know, definitely am worried for Jared Goff and the Lions side of that stack, given how good the Cowboys defense has been and then the Falcons and the Bengals Falcons of course pulled out that surprise win yesterday the Bengals put up a lot of points in New Orleans so i think that's going to be another potentially sneaky shootout for those two teams in Cincinnati and that just about covers this main slate lots of interesting games here but nothing you know nothing that grabs as much attention as a Bills Chiefs game but still plenty of exciting Stuff waiting to happen regardless, and I will just get into the pricing over at DraftKings. Starting with the quarterbacks, we've got pretty much three elite quarterbacks on this slate, and that's Lamar Jackson at 8,000, Patrick Mahomes at 7,800, and then a little ways further down, but I think undeservedly so, is Justin Herbert at 7,200. So, Herbert definitely seems like the value of those three elite quarterbacks. Just a couple other higher end options are Joe Burrow at 6,900, Dak Prescott at 6,700, assuming he plays, of course, and Tom Brady at 6,300, Russell Wilson at 6,200. So those are just some guys that are, you know, a little bit more affordable in the quarterback tier. Some values even further down are Derek Carr at 5,900. He's going to be a big favorite at home against the Houston defense, which hasn't really Done a whole lot this year. Geno Smith, fifty-six hundred. Of course, this is playing Geno this week is going to be very dependent on the health of the Chargers' defense. As we know, they've been very, very dependent on just their their health of their cornerbacks and their defensive backs. So hopefully for them, J.C. Jackson is at full health. But if not, then I think that's a good spot for Geno Smith. And then Marcus Mariota is fifty-five hundred against the. Bengals we've seen that in very favorable game scripts Arthur Smith is not afraid to pound the ball with Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier but even in a game like yesterday Mariota got his two touchdowns and had a very productive day for fantasy purposes even without much pass volume and that just about covers the quarterbacks Jared Goff is another potential value play at 5800 if that Lions Cowboys game does shoot out but I'm a little bit skittish About playing him just because of how good that Cowboys front seven is and we know that Jared Goff isn't exactly the best quarterback under pressure so that's that's the quarterbacks on DraftKings over at running back we have Christian McCaffrey leading the way 8400 Austin Eckler is 8300 he's of course had two huge performances the last two weeks and we have yet to see what he will do tonight on Monday Night Football Derek Henry is 8200 Jonathan Taylor is 8100 Nick Chubb is 8000 Saquon Barkley is 7900 and Leonard Fournette is 7700 Aaron Jones is 7600 and then that's kind of the bottom of the expensive tier running backs a little step down from them you have Joe Mixon at 7000 and DeAndre Swift at 6800 followed by Josh Jacobs at 6500 I think that Swift and Jacobs are both very much in play at these prices Of course, we haven't seen Swift in a couple weeks, but if he does play, we we know that getting his upside at that price is very um, DFS friendly. And then Josh Jacobs has been an absolute bell cow this season, and he will be playing against the Houston front seven in a game where the Raiders are favored by a whole touchdown. So potentially a very favorable spot for Josh Jacobs there. Brees Hall is a little bit further down at 6,200. We love playing Brees Hall, and I think that he's just further cementing his status as an RB one every week. And 6200 still a value for the upside he provides on any given touch of the football. A little further down, you got Kenneth Walker at 5800. We've already got comments rolling in about how much of a great play Kenneth Walker is this week. We know that the Chargers' run defense is very spotty. That's like been their weakness ever since Brandon Staley took over as the head coach so Kenneth Walker and his explosive run breaking ability at only 5800 against a team that is very much weaker in allowing running than passing gotta love the play there I think Tony Pollard at 5700 is potentially a big value the Lions defense has not really been able to stop anyone either and I think that this potentially could be a big game for Pollard or Zeke And we know that Tony Pollard is the more explosive of the two backs. We've seen him break off some long touchdowns this year. So I think Tony Pollard at 5,700 is definitely in play. And then Travis Etienne at 5,400 talked about Etienne at the top of the show. He's starting to look like the more explosive back in this Jaguars backfield. And they are playing the Giants who have not been anything special against the run. They're kind kind of middle of the pack. And they haven't really... You know, the Giants are still kind of a mystery to most of us, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are favored in this game. So 5,400 for Travis Etienne is a very friendly price to pay for, once again, his explosiveness on each touch of the football. So that is kind of it for the running back values. There's not too much, you know, $4,600 chalk like we saw yesterday with, you know, Benjamin or even guys like Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall are getting more and more expensive every week. So that's that's kind of it at the running back position for DraftKings. Over to the wide receivers, um, we've got Devontae Adams at the top, 8,700, Jamar Chase, 8,200, and Debo Samuel at 7,600. As I mentioned, due to the bye weeks, we just have a lot of usual top receivers that aren't on the slate this week. So it goes down to Michael Pittman at 7,400, Almond Ross St. Brown, 7,100, Mike Evans at 6,900, and C.D. Lamb at 6,800. I think this is potentially a very friendly price for C.D. Lamb as he gets Dak Prescott back. He's been an absolute target monster this year, but we have yet to see him truly break a slate. And I think that his chances of doing so with their QB1 back on the field in Dallas is going to be big. Just a little bit further down, Juju Smith-Schuster is only 5,600. I think that, you know, I mentioned that this 49ers defense is very beat up, and I think that the Chiefs could very easily take advantage of them. So I like the spot that Juju is in. He, of course, had his first 100-yard game and his first touchdown in a Chiefs uniform yesterday. So coming off a good performance, but still at a very friendly DFS price. Drake London is only 5,400. And London, as we know, has been commanding lots of targets in the Falcons offense, but unfortunately they have just been taking the air out of the ball these last couple of weeks. I think that against the Bengals in a game that has the potential to get pass heavy and get high scoring, we hopefully see a little bit more involvement for Drake London and 5,400, very friendly price there too. Romeo Dobbs is only 5,000. I think that Dobbs is coming and shaping up to be a nice value on the Packers every week until we see a huge breakout game. But he saw nine targets yesterday, same as Alan Lazard. They're kind of becoming the 1A and 1B of that offense. We just have yet to see Dobbs have a huge breakout game. I mean, he had, in week three, 21 PPR points, but I think his price has, has not yet fully adjusted to his upside, and so he'll only be 5,000 this week. And then Wandale Robinson is 4500 I think, you know, focusing on rookies here because I think that they are the most unknown um, assets in fantasy at the moment. We have yet to see too many games from these guys, especially a guy like Wandale who got hurt in week one, finally made his return yesterday, and he did find the end zone. And there's just so much room for his target share to grow in that Giants offense. The Giants don't really have any established receivers there so lots to like for the spot on wandale at 4,500 over to tight end on draft kings you've got travis kelsey and mark andrews both on the main slate this week which is very nice to see travis kelsey's 8,000 and mark andrews is 7,400 a little bit further down you get that next tier which is like darren waller at 5,400 george kittle at 5,300 tj hawkinson at 4,800 And then just below them, Kyle Pitts is at 4,300. David Njoku is at 4,200. I like the value of Robert Tunyon at 4,100. He, of course, had 10 catches yesterday on 12 targets. So his biggest game of the year came against the Jets yesterday. And then Gerald Everett is only 4,000. Somewhat puzzling to me given the fact that he has commanded a lot of targets in this Chargers offense so far this year. He's coming off a fairly low-key game against the Browns, but overall he's seen a lot of targets in this offense, and of course he's going to be attached to Justin Herbert in a very high-scoring game, potentially. So I like Gerald Everett at 4,000. Daniel Bellinger a little further down is 3,400. You know, speaking of the Giants offense again, lots of targets available from Daniel Jones and Daniel Bellinger has found the end zone three times already this year, once on a rushing score, but we like what we're seeing from him as a rookie and going back to that Seahawks Chargers game on the other side of it, Noah Fant is only 3,100 and it's starting to look like, I mean, this is just a two week trend, but it's starting to look like he's taking over more targets from Will Disley which is very encouraging to see. We'd love to see that um, target tree get a little more concentrated because that would just mean more clarity for us in fantasy and more ability to comfortably play Noah Fant. $3,100 is, I think, a price that is worth that risk this week. And then we'll finally bounce on over to the defenses here on DraftKings. Just a few heavy favorites at the top, as usual. The Cowboys are 4000 The Buccaneers are 3,900. The Chargers are 3,700. The Bengals are 3,600. And the Ravens are 3,500. If we go a little ways further down, some values that I like are the Raiders at 3,300. I know that's not that much cheaper, but the Raiders are in such a good spot. It's the Texans facing them, of course, traveling across, I guess not quite across the country, but you do think of Houston as a little bit more of an Eastern team than Vegas there. I think probably are going to lose two time zones. And then on top of that, they're you know just Davis Mills. They don't really have anyone who threatens you on their offense at 3,300. I think that's a good play with the Raiders defense. And then my sort of punt play at defense this week is going to be the commanders. Commanders are only 2,500. They're playing against the Packers who have looked just utterly inept on offense these last couple of weeks. They couldn't get anything going in London against the Giants nor at Lambeau against the Jets so traveling to play the Commanders I think there's a very good chance that the Commanders find themselves in a favorable spot as a fantasy defense at only 2,500 on DraftKings so with that that covers all the positions on DraftKings and I'll get you guys a sample lineup as of course I like to do every week so here we go on DraftKings I focused on a Justin Herbert stack So we got Herbert at 7,200 with Mike Williams at 7,200. Brought that back with Tyler Lockett at 5,800. And then I also found a skinny stack from that Chiefs 49ers game with Juju Smith Schuster at 5,600, George Kittle at 5,300. And then rounding out just the rest of my pieces here, I love the spot for Kenneth Walker at 5,800. I think Kareem Hunt at 5,400. Hunt is, you know, seemingly someone I talk about every week here. He's such a good value because he's getting a very, you know, predetermined and consistent share of that offense. It's just that some weeks he'll get in the end zone and some weeks he won't, but I think he's a solid play week in and week out for his price point. I've got Michael Gallup in my flex at 5,100. I think that, you know, I talked about the return of Dak Prescott. I think Michael Gallup has looked more and more comfortable each week. He's been on the field. He's seen three targets and then five and then seven, so lots of growth with Michael Gallup. And I think that getting Dak Prescott back will unlock his deep game. And then I finish this out with the Commanders' defense, who I talk about against the Packers. I think they're in a favorable spot. So that is my uh, DraftKings sample lineup for you guys on Monday, going into Week Seven. Justin Herbert, Kareem Hunt, Kenneth Walker, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, Juju Smith-Schuster. George Kittle, Michael Gallup, and the Commander's Defense. So that does it for DraftKings. And before I go over to FanDuel, I'd like to take a sec to tell you guys about Underdog. They're the main sponsor of today's show. We all, we think of Underdog as best ball and how, oh, it's just drafts you do before the season and you can obviously watch it play out over the course of the season and then you get paid out once the fantasy season is over. But there's really so much more to it. They have a lot of great offerings during the season that I think you guys should all be playing if you're not already. Battle Royale is their version of DFS. You go into these six-person draft rooms. You can build your stacks. It's much like DFS meets the fun of drafting. So you can build your stacks. You can focus on all these games. And it's one particularly interesting element is these are very short drafts. It's only six rounds, six people, 36 players get drafted total. So in that last round, you can get unique with guys that are just further down the board that are going undrafted most of the time and get really unique with guys like, you know, a, a Rondale Moore here and there or someone for this week it could be like a Tony Pollard who's not going to get drafted most of the time. So I think that Battle Royale, definitely a great offering from Underdog if you're not playing DFS with them already you should be. And then of course they have their pickums, which is, you know, you just bet player props over under on, you can do yards, rushing attempts, you know, whether or not someone will score a touchdown and you stack these together, you can potentially get 20 times your bet if you're right on five of these pickums. And then they recently introduced pickum insurance, pickum insurance basically lets you, you can win one of your pickum bets with act with actually getting one of them wrong. So if you have a bet of four or five guys and you are feeling, you know, just like I want to be a little bit less risky today, you can turn on Pick'em Insurance. It reduces your, you know, potential winnings if you get it all right. But the great upside there is you can still win if you get only most of them right. So if you get three out of four, four out of five, you can actually get some of your money back and potentially win even though You didn't nail all your picks. So lots of great offerings from Underdog during the season that if you're not, you know, already taking advantage of that, I think you should be. And then, of course, you can sign up with the promo code Underworld for a $100 deposit match over on Underdog. So great product they have over there. We're very grateful to them for sponsoring today's show. And don't forget promo code Underworld if you aren't already signed up. And now we'll go over to FanDuel and talk about this week's seven slate at FanDuel. As you guys know, it's you know pretty much the same games, the same players we're attacking, but just looking for different weaknesses in the prices, just the different nuances. It is kind of an interesting challenge every week to find the different spots. It's Lamar Jackson at quarterback, 8,800 leading the way. Patrick Mahomes, 8,500. And interestingly, they have Joe Burrow above Justin Herbert in the elite quarterback tier. Joe Burrow's 8,300 and Justin Herbert's 8,100. <laughs> Seeing this made me want to do another Herbert stack for my sample lineup. But don't worry, guys, I got a little bit more creative than that. And then some values at quarterback for FanDuel this week. Marcus Mariota is 7,100. Gino Smith is 6,800. But I think most interesting of all, Russell Wilson is only 7,000. And I mean, if you would have told me Russell Wilson is going to be between Marcus Mariota and Geno Smith on a DFS slate this year, I would have been very surprised. But here we are. And I mean, we know the reason, and that is because the, you know, Denver offense has been very disappointing in the red zone. Russell Wilson does not seem like he knows what he's doing in the same way that he did when he was on the Seahawks. But I think that, you know, at this price, it's very palatable. He could easily pay this off with, you know, He's got good weapons. Touchdowns to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I think that at this price, you still have to have some faith in Russell Wilson. So seven thousand for him on Fandle this week looks like a bargain to me. Over at running back, Austin Eckler is now the most expensive running back on the slate for Fandle. He's ninety five hundred. Saquon Barkley's is ninety three hundred. Derrick Henry's ninety two hundred. Nick Chubb is eighty nine hundred. That's a very sudden fall for him after leading the way for these last few weeks on FanDuel. Christian McCaffrey is down at 8,700. He's, of course, been completely dominating touches, but has not found the end zone. And this Carolina offense does not look like it's going to find the end zone anytime soon. Josh Jacobs is 8,600. Leonard Fournette is 8,400. And Jonathan Taylor is 8,000. Over here on FanDuel, we see that guys like Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker aren't quite as big of bargains as they are on DraftKings, but I still think they're very much in play. Brees Hall is 7,600. Kenneth Walker 7,300. A little bit further down, we see Aaron Jones at 6,800. And I know that I've been, you know, bagging on the Packers offense already on this show, but I think this is a price point that you have to be at least somewhat invested in Aaron Jones at. He's only $100 more than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's cheaper than Ezekiel Elliott. So, if there's ever a week to play Aaron Jones, I think it's this week. They're still favored on the road, and he's still a pass-catching threat, even though the Packers have been underutilizing him this year. But 6,800, I think, is you know gone a little too far with underpricing Aaron Jones this week on FanDuel. Melvin Gordon is 6,300. We saw him get the bulk of the work for the Broncos in their last game, and we'll see how they use him again tonight. But 6,300. Sure, seems like a value. He's cheaper than guys like Tony Pollard, J.K. Dobbins, who have much less certainty in terms of their touches. Travis Etienne is 6,200. already told you guys why I love Etienne this week. And then Kareem Hunt, he's only 5,800. Kareem Hunt on FanDuel, gonna be a guy I think I just have to keep mentioning every week. You know, he had his worst game of the season yesterday. The Browns overall got shut down by the Patriots defense, but he's still got his fair share of their work, and he's still getting his snaps. So Kareem Hunt at 5,800. I think it's a contractual obligation to mention him at this point. Over at wide receiver, Devontae Adams is 8,600. Jamar Chase is 8,500. Vanduul has Mike Williams third this week. He's 7,800. CeeDee Lamb is 7,700. Not quite as big of a value as he is over on DraftKings. Debo Samuel, 7,700. Mike Evans is 7,600. Michael Pittman is 7,500. And Amon Rossine Brown is also 7,500. Of course, there's always that, you know, secondary, like high-end wide receiver two tier with Keenan Allen at 7,300. I think that it sounds like this upcoming week against the Seahawks will be his return. I... We've been saying that for a couple weeks now, but I think Keenan Allen 7,300 should he play. That seems like a decent price. And then Amari Cooper 7,200, Christian Kirk 7,200, T Higgins 7,100. These are all guys who have good roles in their offenses and are a little bit cheaper than the established alphas at the top of the receiver tier. I think Cortland Sutton at 7,000 stands out as a value as well. Juju Smith-Schuster is 6,700. Not quite the same steal he is on DraftKings, but still very much in play given his ceiling that we've seen. And I think that the Chiefs offense has the potential to do a number on this injured Niners defense that they're facing this week. We go a little further down. Drake London is 6,000. Romeo Dobbs is 5,800. Hunter Renfro is all the way down at 5,700. We know that he's got an established role in the Raiders offense, and they're going to be favored this week. The um, Chiefs, going back to that, well, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is 5,600. Wandale Robinson is 5,500, and Garrett Wilson is 5,500. MVS, he didn't end up with any catches yesterday, but he had almost two touchdowns. One was called back on a penalty. The other one was in and out of his arms, turned into an interception. I think that we've seen the Chiefs spreading the ball around. We know that Patrick Mahomes can create a touchdown for his receivers on any given throw. I think that's a still... At 5,600, I'm interested in MVS this week. And then over to tight end, FanDuel has Mark Andrews ahead of Travis Kelsey. So we've got Andrews at 8,500 and Kelsey at 8,300. And then a little ways further down, George Kittle, 6,600. Gerald Everett, 6,300. TJ Hawkinson, 6,200. And Darren Waller at 6,000, followed by Kyle Pitts at 5,900 and David Njoku at 5,700 tight end once again this week it's going to be do you pay up for Andrews and Kelsey or do you you know try to find value elsewhere so potentially interesting choices there and in terms of values I like Robert Tunyon again at 5,500 Bellinger who I mentioned to you guys at 5,100 Noah Fant is 5,000 Hayden Hurst is 4,900 and then Kate Otten is also 4,900 you know prayers up for Cameron Bright, who came off the field yesterday with that scary neck injury, but that does potentially present opportunity once again to play Kate Otten at a cheap value. And then over at defense, um, the Buccaneers are the most expensive. They're 5000 The Broncos are 4800 The Cowboys are 4700 And the Jaguars are 4600 It's always interesting seeing how the defensive pricing plays out between the two sites I like the Raiders, as I mentioned earlier, they're 4,000 on FanDuel this week. And then a little ways further down, the Commanders are 3,700. I think the Chiefs are also a little bit more in play here than they are on DraftKings. They're only 3,700, and they're playing against the 49ers, who, of course, had a very so-so outing offensively yesterday. And we know that Jimmy Garoppolo is still Jimmy Garoppolo, could throw multiple interceptions any given game. And so we like the Chiefs defense for that reason this week. And now let's get over to the sample FanDuel lineup I've got for you guys. Russell Wilson, like I said, love the value this week. He's He's been a little bit tough to swallow this this year so far. But I think that at 7,000, you play some Russell Wilson. I stacked him with Cortland Sutton, who's also 7,000, and then brought that back with two Jets. Love me some Brees Hall at 7,600. And Garrett Wilson at 5,500. And then we'll go over to a Josh Jacobs and Raiders defense correlation. Love playing Josh Jacobs at 8,600 this week against the Texans. Such a good matchup for him. And then the Raiders defense, I've mentioned to you guys, I like them too. Getting another skinny stack out of that Chiefs-Niners game with Brandon Nayuk at 6,300 and Travis Kelsey at 8,300. And then rounding this lineup out with Wandale Robinson in my flex spot. As I've said before, love the upside for him to claim more targets in this Giants offense. So top to bottom on that FanDuel lineup, it'll be Russell Wilson, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, Cortland Sutton, Garrett Wilson, Brandon Ayuk, Travis Kelsey, Wondell Robinson, and the Raiders defense. So lots of good values on both sides this week. Very appealing slate. That will do it for today's first mover. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Underdog for sponsoring today's show. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful week and another dominant week seven. Peace out, everyone.